All the episodes you will hear on this podcast are the audio versions of the video content on the Great Light Studios YouTube channel. If you would like to watch the video version of this episode, you can find a link in the show notes. For those of you who may not know, I do rely on monthly financial supporters to continue doing everything I do through this platform. If you are blessed by the resources produced through Great Light Studios and want to help support me in continuing to do all this, then you can find information about how to in the show notes of this episode. And also, would you consider leaving a five-star review on this podcast? Positive reviews go a long way in helping to get this content pushed out to more people. With all that said, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Just prior to joining SCJ or even being invited to the Bible study, um, I grew up in a Christian household, would go to church like every Sunday, um, and, uh, and also serving at church. So um, I would say that, you know, Christianity was part of my life. And um, I eventually started um, to get to know more about Christ and, you know, having a relationship with God and learning more about the Holy Spirit. Um, So that was where, you know, I was. And, you know, of course, there were things that God convicted me of that I needed to obey Mm -hmm. and, you know, work on. Um, But um, then there was a season in my life where I was looking for a community of young adults. Because the church I was serving at is, you know, quite small. It's a growing church, so they didn't really have people my age. So I was seeking to join, like, communities, Christian communities, with young adult, young believers just like me, same age as me. And um, at the same time, I was looking to probably find my future husband, you know. Mm-hmm. And I joined this dating app where... Um, I met this girl who introduced me to um, this Bible study. And um, eventually I found out um, after months of indoctrination that I found out that I was Xingqingji. So I was in Xingqingji almost like a year and three months, if I'm not mistaken, or a year and a half. And I got out in 2022. So like January, like around January 2022. And I've been out for about um, two years now, if I'm not close to two years now. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying then, just to clarify for those listening, that SCJ is on dating apps. And so that might be something that that is worth people considering and, and just being a bit careful of. Yes, yes. Like they are everywhere. Like dating apps, especially. I remember when I was using the dating apps. Um, I believe this was God helping me because I remembered some of their faces. So once I got into SCJ, I was like, "Wait a minute! This person was on a dating app, but yet they they yeah. kind of indirectly say you can't. Um, how I say it." date people outside of Xingqingji indirectly they don't directly say it so um I asked when I found out like some of the people's um some of the people were on the dating app I was like um I see that some of you are on the dating app you know and they're like uh well you know people want to you know 
commune with people they want to you know meet people but i'm like i saw some of the guys on the dating section so <laughs> what are you talking about mm-hmm. um but but yeah um there are a lot of them on the dating app yeah yeah that yeah. that's concerning uh the you know these these organizations groups like Shinchanji and WMSCOG, which I don't know how familiar you are with them, but obviously a very similar group, but they're, they're willing to do anything to get new, uh, converts. Yeah. And what, one thing that they even talk about is lying. Um, they kind of encourage people to lie, you know, and they use Bible verses to, uh, kind of, um, support this, uh, um, supports this idea of lying in order to bring people to Christ. Uh, one of the story was, um, I think the, uh, what's that word? You know, those women that help people to give birth. Um, um like, I a, uh, oh my goodness. It just slipped my mind. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So they use that type of scripture. I think in the old Testament, I wish I looked up. a midwife. Yeah the, yeah, the midwife to say that, you know, God honored them because they were protecting the Israelites uh, right. from being killed. So they use that as an example. And, you know, if you really look at, at it, right, um, as Christians, we aren't supposed to lie to share the gospel. Because if you're lying to share the gospel, then it's not really the truth. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. sharing the truth. And... Um, one of the scriptures I believe you were talking about in one of your interviews was taken from Second Corinthians. I have it here. Yeah, yeah, I have that pulled up as well. So go ahead and, and read that because that's always a good one to bring up when we're talking about Shinchanji's uh, righteous lies. Yeah, is that the is that the terminology they use for that? I can't I, I can't remember if I'm mixing up groups here. Um, actually, I don't remember if they said anything about righteous lies, but I know they okay. Heard. That, that um, must actually, be coming from another group. Actually, do you mind reading it? Because I... Yes, I can read it. So um, this is the, the ESV version. Um, Paul talking. Um, and in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1, he says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this ministry, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. So the apostles refuse to practice cunning. Uh, uh, other translations say we we do not practice deceit. Um Another version says, uh, we have renounced hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness or falsifying the work of God. So basically, Paul's saying in in the way we preach the gospel, we don't use deception. We don't use tricks. We don't use underhanded ways, crafty ways, but by an open proclamation or an open statement of the truth. Uh we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience. So they just openly shared, this is what we're all about. This is who we are. This is what we believe. Now it's up to you to do what you will with it. Uh, they didn't try to sneak things in here and there. Yeah. They didn't lie. Uh, so yeah, that's def- definitely a very uh, applicable 
verse when we're talking about Shin Chanji and and their just very comfortable use of of lies to to try to get people um, in. Yes, and I I remember when I was um, I was um, um, on when I was trying to ask them about the name of the group, the girl that introduced me, I asked them the name of the pastor and they're like, there's no name of the group, right? And there's no pastor that just believers coming together to read the word. But coming to find out that there is actually a pastor and that pastor is Lee Man He and there is a name Xing Chin Jing. And they also go by front groups. Um, the one in my area was called One Million Together. And they went by that. And that kind of like, when I found out, I kind of felt, how do I say it, deceived for lack of better terms. Deceived mm-hmm. that, you know, there's, they actually had a name for the Bible study, which was One Million Together. But also there was a name for the church, uh, which was Xing Chinji. So, you know, I felt I was deceived. And um, Another way that they lie is like encouraging people to, you know, leave their church, right? Mm-hmm. So for in my case, um, I was encouraged to tell my pastor that I was going to this other church, which my pastor knew of, um, where they had young adults. And yeah, I was encouraged to tell them that I was going to that church, but I was also encouraged to tell those leaders that I was going to going back to my church and serving at my local church but in the meantime i wasn't going to any of those churches right um just to kind of get away and prevent them from asking me questions that wouldn't be able to answer right yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah and one of the things that they talk about is like facing persecution so like you know lying to avoid persecution so if i was to tell them the truth they'll ask me more questions they'd ask more questions i'm not able to answer they'll be able to convince me to leave the group and we don't want to do that because um they don't want that to happen because then i would um be um not in the truth i'll be in lies deception by other churches outside of xingqinji and they'll be preventing me from being saved right right so kind of take us through i guess your your story and and the I guess like you were in this place um, of having grown up in a Christian home. Uh, so w- w- I guess that initial uh, time where you joined SCJ, what what was it about, I guess, where you think you were at um, in life and what you saw in this group in particular that, that really led you to join? Um, like why... I guess just kind of make make it uh, clear to people why it is that somebody, you know, intelligent, uh, normal person would join a group like this. Because I do think the misconception a lot of people have is just this idea of, oh, well, that would, you know, that would never happen to me. I would never join a group like that. So kind of take us through where, where again, where were you at that made you, I guess, susceptible to this? And then what was it about how this group operated, what you saw in them that, that allowed you to, to willingly, you know, join, uh, join up with them? Okay. Um, so, you know, actually just to just quickly speak on what, um, what you just said about like, 
um, people thinking that they could never end up in this group. Um, so 11 years ago, I actually saw a YouTube channel about this uh, false messiah, um, this self-proclaimed messiah. And to myself, I was like, how can people fall for this? But 10 years down the road, here I am. Mm. I fell for uh, the same thing. And, you know, just to say anyone can fall fall for it. So don't think you're too smart or too... Um, too wise to not easily fall for this. You know what I mean? Um, this um, the, Satan is not going to come out and be like, hey, I'm the devil. I'm trying to bring, I'm trying to lead you <laughs> away from Christ. He's not going to say right. that. He's going to come as an angel of light. Um, so for me at that time, I was just trying to seek a community of young believers my age. I'm um, just be, be around people who love God, who follow God. And yeah, um, and um, when I went the, so before um, the girl introduced me to this Bible study, there was another girl that I was talking to and we we're all talking about growing our faith. Then um, just to, to, I guess, give a name. So let's say L, that's not her actual name her actual name so l was the one that introduced me to the bible study and b was the one that i was also talking to at that time um on, um through the dating app and um um there was a parable that i wanted answer on which was about the um the servant who was sent out to invite people to the wedding banquet but people mm -hmm. refused to go to the wedding banquet and there was this guy that came but um he didn't have the right clothes so i asked um l about it and she was like oh somebody somebody in my um church um the pastor talked about it right and i was like oh that's pretty cool and um she said that maybe you know one day you know i can join the bible study um so in the meantime we did one bible lessons together uh one bible lesson together and um the way she taught the Bible lesson, I was surprised like how a young person like her, even though I've seen a lot of young person, but at that time I was really surprised how she could really teach the word. So that intrigued me to um, her, um, to the study. So she was like, oh, you know, if you like it, we have a Bible, um, Bible study coming up. So at that time she didn't say Bible class, but she said there was a Bible study coming up. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and she was like, would you like to join? And I was like, okay, sure. You know, I would love to join, you know. And she was like, oh, before you join, I would like you to introduce my friend, um, to introduce my friend, my mentor, who, like, helped me to understand the word better. So um, she introduced me to the mentor, who was actually the teacher of the Bible study I would join. And um, just on the side, I was trying to connect l with um b because b both of us we also wanted to grow our faith together so i was like okay maybe three of us can study the word together right and i um i was able to exchange their numbers but come to find out later right that b was actually part of the bible study right during the mm -hmm. first um, once I got into the big class, I saw her and I was actually surprised, like, what? Because we kind of lost communication after I exchanged both their numbers. So I was kind of surprised to see her. But later I came to find out that they knew each other on the day of graduation, that, you know, they knew each other, but they didn't tell me. So, you know, 
that revelation shocked me. I was like, what? Um, so how how early on did you discover that? Was was that when you were fairly new? Um, for, like this. Um, I no, that was like at the end when that was at the end. Yeah, on the graduation ceremony day. Okay. I yeah, I realized that she was actually um, B was also part of Xing Chindi, and I was like, what? And they never okay. told me that they met. Um, but okay. one, of, one of the things, just to sidetrack, one of the things that they say is that they, they are not open about how they meet people because then it could kind of cause, I guess, confusion for those who are new to the Bible study. So, um, for example, with L, how she met my teacher that she introduced me to was actually false, right? Um, I got to ask my teacher because he already, um, he already left. So, you know, I got to ask him about it. And he said that the story that she told me was false. So she introduced me to this Bible study. And I actually thought it was just like us, you know, us studying the Bible together. But it came to an end. And I was like surprised that the Bible study was coming to an end because I just thought it was like regular Bible study, same people. But they're like, oh, there's another class. And I was like, wait a minute, another class. And they told me the dates, which conflicted with the time that I was attending at the other young adults, that community that I found. So it was kind of a little bit tricky for me. Um, but they convinced me that, you know, just for 10 months and, you know, after 10 months, I can go back, you know, it's just for you to, how I say, grow in your faith and understanding of the word of God. So, you know, looking at that perspective, I was like, okay, you know, it's just 10 months. I'm just going to study the word and come back. Right. You know, everything will be good. Um, not knowing that, um, this Bible study would lead me to almost joining for my for my uh, lifetime, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so maybe for those who might not be in, uh, super familiar with this group and their practices, just to clarify what, what you're saying, you're saying that you were sort of introduced to, to this, this Bible study and you had these other people, uh, B and L, who were, you know, kind of going along with you, you thought on this journey, you were all kind of discovering this Bible study and you were gonna just start studying the Bible together. Uh, what you're you're kind of revealing, you, what you discovered at the end though, is that actually they were, uh, not sure what you'd wanna call them, maybe uh, spies or, or covertly operating to, what, really they were already part of SCJ, and and so this is a common practice of SEJ to get people to join as they'll pretend to be new along with the the legitimate new member who they're trying to get in they'll pretend to be new and they'll pretend to be just learning things alongside of them uh as just kind of a way to uh push them into the door to help push that person into the door and so it just goes back again to what we were talking about earlier just these uh, crafty, deceptive, underhanded ways of getting people to to embrace, you know, your version, their false version, obviously, of, of the truth of the gospel. Um, it, you know, their methods, which are methods that Paul, and again, in places like 2 Corinthians 4, just very plainly says, we, we 
the apostles, we have renounced these ways. We don't operate in this sort of uh, manner to get people to accept what we're saying. Um, and so just, just to maybe clarify for those who might not be uh, incredibly familiar with this, that this, this is a common thing the SEJ is known to, to do. Yeah, and like even to speak on that, um, once I got into the Bible study, again, I thought like these people they had they didn't know anything about Xingqingji, and how they work is like they set up kind of an environment to easily conform to their teachings, right? So you see people who are, um, how I say motivated in studying the word they know how to answer the questions and you know as a new believer you kind of um i wouldn't say feel bad but you you want to also work hard too like them to be able to answer this question and you're wondering like how come i'm not like answering this type of questions at least that's how i felt and i found that like half of the class towards the end was already part of Xingqingji. you know what i mean and um yeah so i guess like on getting into the class i saw b again as i mentioned earlier and i was like oh so you're part of this you know bible study and she was like yeah and um somehow she's kind of faded at the background i guess just so that i don't get suspicious or you know things that like I don't leave. I don't know what happened, but she just left the class. I tried to reach out, but you know, communication wasn't um, great. Um, but during that process, like the beginning lessons were kind of like normal lessons. So it's kind of hard to easily discern if they're teaching false, right? So one of the lessons is like, what is religion? You know, what God sees as religion, which is in James, which um, which is in James. And it talks about the religion that God accepts is um, one that is, you know, taking care of the orphans, widows, and also um, keeping oneself from being corrupted by the world. So their emphasis was on being corrupted by the world, right? And with that they started teaching you know that there's good seed there's bad seed there there evil seed um seed from god seed from the devil you know there are people who add and subtract to god's word and you know um that shouldn't be the case we shouldn't be adding and subtracting to god's words that people always like teach like oh i believe this is what the the um this is what the passage is talking about or you know they try to use events to bring people into the church um to share the gospel but that shouldn't be the case right that people should use the word of god to um bring um to bring people to christ and um again sidetracking a bit um suj also uses events <laughs> to bring people to to Christ. And I found out later on once I, you know, I graduated, um, they told us to evangelize about this upcoming event. And I was like, wait a minute, but they said they only use the word of God. So why are they also using events to bring people, right? And um, they kind of, most emphasis at the beginning of the lesson was about calling other pastors and other people false. So which kind of kind of um, make people to think that, okay, my church is actually teaching false because um, 
they're talking about oh i believe this is what's going on they're not saying that this is what the word of god says so i started to think that my pastor was you know, being used by the devil you know everybody in my church is being used by the devil and i started i had the strong desire to leave the church i don't know all of a sudden like i was like i have to get out of there because this place is being is being is um being used by the devil i need to leave um so i eventually left Again, I lied to my pastors and leaders that I was going to another church, but I was actually going to Ching Chinji. And um, one to one of the um, teachings that they taught um, was John the Baptist um, being um, betraying God. So John the Baptist betraying God. And I remember talking to one of the leaders at the second church I was going to, and she thought it was off. And I also told other people that they thought that was off. And on Monday evening, I remember her calling me and telling me that, hey, you need to be careful of what study you go to, that if you have any questions, I should come to her, right? Um, But because I knew it was from God, but then I was like, well, is God speaking to you? And because she didn't say God was speaking to her, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, if God didn't tell you directly, then I'm going to continue in the Bible study, right? So I So you're saying this was somebody from your your original church? Yeah, that was, the second church. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were kind of challenging a, a, a view that John the Baptist... Um, how did you word that? He he, he rejected God. God or betrayed God. Is, yeah. is that referring to like his doubting at towards yes, the end? Yes, doubting. Yeah, that's what Shin Chinji uses. He so says, they say that's betraying. He he betrayed God and basically was lost. Is that yeah, how they he, take that? Yeah, and had no actually had his own disciples because um, there was there's one part in the Bible where it talks about. Um, John's disciple going to Jesus to ask right. questions, right? So they use that to say that instead of John the Baptist to point people to Jesus, which John the Baptist did, right? right. But he still had his own disciples with him. So everyone shouldn't be in, um, shouldn't be going to John the Baptist. So once Jesus comes, everyone should go to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And John the Baptist shouldn't have disciples. So they call that a uh, um, uh, a way that John the Baptist betrayed God. So what's, what do you think is, what's their purpose of devising that particular study? What are they trying to accomplish? Like, uh, obviously their goal is somehow to manipulate members. So, so how do they use that to manipulate members? I guess is my question. Okay. So that, and also other parables is just so that to points to people like, Hey, you know, um in this time and age there is a certain place that everyone needs to go to just like in the first coming where everyone needed to go to jesus to be saved right nobody should have like a church or disciples and you know you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. people but everyone should point people to a certain person or a certain place in order to be saved at the second coming so their goal is to kind of convince people that Li Manhe and Xingqingji is the place that everyone needs to come to mm-hmm. to be saved. So, yeah. I see. So it, it's just it's just part of their that method of making the the distinction between the 
true church, the one true church, and everything else is false. This is what yes. all of these groups will do is they'll they'll come in and they'll lay this foundation of look, every everyone else out there, everything else out there is dangerous and and you need you know they'll instill like this fear, kind of create like a boogeyman syndrome about yeah. every other group, every other organization, pastor, ministry, um, and and then they'll point to theirs and say, but 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 we've got it, we've got the truth, and they'll tr kind of set themselves up as this shiny, you know, haven that anybody who really wants to know God needs to run to and run away from all these scary. Uh, boogeymen out there who are really just Satan trying to destroy you, um, and so yeah, it sounds like it's just part of part part of that method of of trying to get you know members to just give their devotion fully to to SCJ and to not have you know break all ties with any other uh, religion or any other denomination or or anything of that sort. Yeah, and um, that and also, like, again, as I mentioned, all the parables was just to point people to Xing Xingji. And, you know, there are also many other false teachings that they have. And I have a list here, um, which, uh, so John the Baptist Betrayed, I mentioned that denying the existence of the Holy Spirit. Um, I actually did, like, a live teaching on that. Um, but they don't believe that there is actually the Holy Spirit, right? Um, they believe that there are spirits, right? And God himself is a spirit. It's kind of confusing the way they explain it, but they don't believe in the existence of the Holy Spirit. Um, they don't believe um, in the sovereignty of Jesus. So basically... Um, the way like they the deity of Jesus? Yeah, yes. They don't yes. believe Jesus is God? Yes. Yeah. So the way they teach it, although they may say, oh, you know, we believe in Jesus. You know, G we believe that Jesus is God. The way they teach it is like Jesus was just a man. He didn't exist at the beginning, right? He didn't exist at the time in the beginning of creation. He he was just a plant in God's um head you know a plan in god's plan uh, right. and he came into existence when you know the time of fulfillment came so basically an example that one of the teachers told me was like kind of like um two couples who are planning to give birth right they don't have the baby yet right the baby is not ex doesn't exist until you know you know, the baby grows and the baby gets delivered, then, you know, the baby is, um, is like, is being fulfilled, right? Uh, the baby comes out. So they kind of use that example. So, yeah, they don't believe, the way they teach it, they basically believe that Jesus is just a man and an idea mm -hmm. in his head and he didn't exist before time began. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. Then another false teaching is like speaking in tongues. Um, they think speaking in tongues is mostly like, um, how do I say it, a foreign language. So basically, like at that time, we're on the day of Pentecost. Uh, it was just for the people at that time to understand the languages, um, to understand what God was telling them. But now since that people are from different cultures, they have different languages, you know, 
there's no need for speaking in tongues because you know you can get someone to translate what you're saying um but the bible says otherwise you know um speaking in tongues is for the edifying of the church so like if one was to speak in tongues in church there is an interpreter there to interpret what it's being said so that people can be edified by the word being heard from god and also like if a random stranger who's not a christian comes into the church they're not like confused like what are these people saying but they're able to like understand what's going on and also god also gives how i say it empower someone to speak in a person like in a different person's language in order to kind of share the good news to that person right and yeah then the third part is that we also have an unknown language which is between us and god so those are the um types of songs we have then mm -hmm. denying the gifts of the holy spirit um so they don't believe in like the gifts of the holy spirit like prophecy miracles having visions um i remember one time because i actually had a dream about um Xinjiang before coming and i found that it was quite my dream was quite similar to Xinjiangji and I was trying to tell the people like my friend that introduced me and the teacher like hey you know I had a dream about this place but they don't believe in dreams and they only think that Li Man He is the only one that can have vision right for so church. do you mind sharing what that dream was do you feel like it was oh Oh yes, what, yes. What 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 was the dream, and what did you did you have a sense of what the dream meant, or what what you know it may might have been attempting to tell you about Shinchanji? Yeah, so like months before joining Shinchanji, I had a dream that I was invited to this um, church, but the church was actually strange looking. It had like aquarium inside the church, um, kind of like an attraction. You know, people are work, um, walking around, touring the place. Then around 12 o'clock, around noontime, where the sun was really out, the a bell rang three times. And everyone, like, went out into the side of the church. It was beside, a, like, a sea. And there was this guy standing on this hill where everyone could see him. And he said some few stuff. And he was like, go out and bring in more people. So everyone, the place was really packed. And it, I included with everyone, we went out to evangelize. And in that dream, I was like, wait, I don't know how to evangelize because, you know, before Shinchinji, I was really scared of evangelizing or talking about my faith. So I was like, wait a minute, I don't know how to, to, to evangelize. So I woke up then. And coming to Shinchinji, I saw that one thing that stood out was like, there were a lot of people coming together to, you know, receive this word false doctrine and they were going out to bring in more people then also on the day of graduation right um the bell like once not not actually on the day of graduation but once i got into the church a bell rang three times in the afternoon because um the service started like around 12 o'clock so the bells rang three times and I always remembered the dream like I'm like wait a minute this place is just like my dream right and um, I believe that was the Holy Spirit um, like telling me about it and just later on I asked God to like help me to interpret the dream 
And he told me that, you know, the aquarium in my dream was just a distraction from people to see the truth of what is actually happening, right? Mm -hmm. So people couldn't really tell. They were just so fascinated by the attraction that they didn't really perceive what was going on spiritually. Hmm. So Interesting. Um, that's what... Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, I, I mean, I just had a conversation with a um, former member of the WMSCOG yesterday did an interview mm -hmm. with with them and we were kind of discussing the the similar behaviors of uh the WMSCOG the World Mission Society Church of God another South yeah. Korean originated you know cult group mm -hmm. um and the similarities between them their behaviors how they function to the Pharisees and one of the things Jesus, you know, when he pronounced the the seven woes on the Pharisees, he talked about how they were, you know, they're like whitewashed tombs, but, you know, they look good on the outside, but inside they're full of dead men's bones. And so it kind of sounds like that's that's kind of what you were getting from from that dream is they have this this outward, this this thing that distracts uh, that that you 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 know is intended. It's put there to set your attention on that, so that you know behind the scenes, inside you don't see all the the evil you know selfish uh, uh, you know operations and behaviors that are going on. You don't focus on that because you're you're too busy focusing on the shiny show uh, that that is going on, and that's why these groups are so concerned um about their image their public image and and they you know that's why they're all about information control they want to control what what especially the members uh, uh what information comes to the members about the organization itself because they want to maintain that narrative that they are this wonderful amazing you know place unlike any other church in the world and they don't want you to know what's going on you know all around that that aquarium in reality <laughs> yeah yeah and i just um remember just to sidetrack i still have some list of like their false teachings but just to sidetrack again going back to uh, my uh story i remember how like they would say you know um, how Jesus went through a lot of persecution um, at the time that he came during the first coming, how the Pharisees and Sadducees persecuted him and people persecuted him. So in the same way, people are going to persecute you, right? Because you're studying the true word, right? People are going to call us a cult because um, you are studying true word, but should we believe them? That's what the question that they ask people. And of course, members mm -hmm. are like, no, we shouldn't, right? So yeah, whatever, like, yeah go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, it's important to point out that go listen, you know, anybody listening to this right now, if you're in SCJ and, and you might have you know, adopted that kind of mentality that, oh, the persecution that the church, that SCJ receives, the the being called a cult and, and all the slander on the internet, that's just proof that this is the true church uh, because the true church will be persecuted. Well, I would just encourage you to go listen to some uh, testimonies from former members of other similar groups, groups that are not SCJ, like, again, the WMSCOG, because they have that same exact mentality, that same exact uh, narrative that they teach to their members. They'll say, oh, well, we're only called a cult because we're the truth. And Jesus promised that we, you know, there will be persecution. And 
and the slanders on the internet are just persecuting us and that just goes to show that that we're true because people will fight against the the truth of god and all that and so it's just that's that shinchanji is not unique in being called a cult it's not there's no that doesn't point to anything unique about them actually it just it just you know points to the the fact that they just they're operating with the same sort of behaviors and practices that um, other cults do and therefore they're being put into that same category with the rest of them uh has nothing to do with tr true persecution yeah no not at all and look i even stumbled on, on this verse this morning luke six twenty two, which says um blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the son of man right and we know the son of man is jesus so persecution is not based on a man's teaching, right? A actual human being, Lehman, he's teaching. Teaching persecution comes from following Jesus, right? So, assuming um, Lehman, he wasn't the self-proclaimed Messiah, even though they say that he's not the Messiah. If their teachings didn't gear towards him being the only person to share this true word, then there will be no need of persecution. But because he points to himself and is saying that you need to come here, I'm the only place, I'm the only person that you can receive the truth from, then of course Christians are like, wait a minute, you know, that is not true. The only place that the only person we should go to to be safe is Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So just reading that verse, I'm like, yeah, they're pointing to Lee Man He instead of pointing to Jesus, even though they add Jesus into their equation. But yeah. And so in that case, then it what doesn't even fit into the biblical definition of what persecution is yeah. and what mm -hmm. what would bring it about. So yeah. So I know you have um, a list of the the false doctrines that I I would like you to share, but I wonder if um, I, I have a few questions like about about your story mm -hmm. um because one thing that often happens in these groups is there will be a kind of a separation that will happen with with the members and family um and so i'm just wondering about kind of your overall experience in the group how and and i guess the first part of that would be how did this uh impact your your relationships uh with family friends di or or did it Okay, so it did affect in, in the sense that I didn't really, I really didn't have interaction with my family as I used to. Um, so like, for me and my family, you know, thankfully, we're close knitted. So once I started attending the group from one time a day, um, from one time a week to twice a week to three times a week to four times a week to almost like taking up my every single evening, I didn't I couldn't spend time with my family and my family started to question what I was studying. And um, ev eventually it led to a big fight because I tried to like kind of teach them one of the lessons, but they're like, nah, there's something off about this. And they told me to stop. And I was like, I'm not going to stop, you know, because they taught me that if they're trying to prevent me from stopping, I'm fa facing persecution. So it went, in, mm -hmm. it went into a big argument. Um, I didn't really converse with my family as much as I used to. Um, the goal in my head 
every time I wanted to spend time with them was kind of to have a good heart so that I can, their hearts would be open to receiving Xing Chenji's teachings when it was time for me to share um, the teachings of Xing Chenji. So it wasn't more of like a genuine, genuine time or um, mm-hmm. being spent with them, but. Um, You're, so, so, you know, we were talking earlier about how they'll, they'll attempt to produce this boogeyman syndrome uh, yeah. toward other religious groups, denominations, etc. But it's not only that they do it with other religions, uh, with other versions of Christianity, but they do that same thing with your family. Any any potential threat that they might see, yes. they're going to they're going to give you this specific narrative about you know if somebody tries to convince you that we're not true, well, that's the devil. That's just Satan trying to trying to kill your your soul and 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 they're lost don't listen to them and so so then when you go back to your family and you you kind of talk about you know this group what you're a part of this group and and they kind of start to get hints about what the teachings are and they have share concerns about it well you've already been kind of programmed to to pick up on that and say oh that's satan that's the devil that's bad they're bad. Uh, I can't trust them, and so it, it really is just another part of that that tactic that they implement to get you uh, completely cut off from any any anybody else, uh, and and so that you will only look to to them to SCJ as the source of truth. That's the only safe place. Everybody else is basically out to get you and is is controlled by satan and so don't listen to them only listen to us uh which is which is should be for anybody just a, a gigantic uh red flag yeah a big red flag and um i remembered like i would hide my notes because they always said hide your treasure which meant like you know, don't like leave your notes out in the open where people can come and read it, right? You know, keep it in a safe place so that they don't go through it and ask you questions about it. So I would hide my notes. Um, I would lock the door. Um, I became more secretive with the Bible study. And I, I remember when it got to a point that they asked us to start kind of dressing like people in Xinjiangji, I would close the door, change my clothes, then you know, once my like parents are knocking, I would like quickly change out or and you know pretend like I'm in a class um, because at that time my family was trying to stop me from um, studying. So they're like, okay, maybe you can pretend that you're in a class or you know take a course and just like if they come in, just tell them you're studying a course. Hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, like so. This, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Now, just gonna say this type of group like would kind of create that distance between your family where you know you're secluded and kind of creates distrust of your family um but yeah yeah so how i guess how did your story progress then you got in uh and you know, you were in there for, you said, around a year or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what were your experiences as a member, uh, both good and bad? And how did it, how did you find that it impacted you um, both 
emotionally, spiritually? Uh, uh, how did it impact your overall life as you as you progress? Um. So, um, in the um beginning of course i thought this was something good i was meditating on the word a lot you know i was reading the lot so i thought it was good but coming to find out that um that it was actually lies and deception and like some of the signs that i saw hopefully i'm answering the question um was like for example the person that was assigned to me is called a leaf buddy to basically watch like things that are going on so if you tell them something that's concerning they tell their leader and their leader gives them advice and they come back to you mm-hmm. so um i found out so that kind of it, spying they 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 yeah, connect yeah. you with this other person to basically be your personal uh, uh not what? your personal but but the spy who's who's attached to you specifically yeah in the pretense of we're doing Bible study together. We're sharing our struggles together. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, the spy mistakenly sent me a screenshot of our conversation. So I, oh. I believe she, she meant to send it to the teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> but she sent it to me. So I was surprised, but I, I thought that was weird, but I didn't think too deep. And I didn't ask. I don't know why I didn't ask. Yeah. But I was just like, okay. Um, so after that, I had a realization that was um, evangelized to. And what I mean by that is because Elle didn't tell me the name of this church, right? So I just thought it was a Bible study. But I came to find out that it was actually a church and she was evangelizing to me. So our friendship is not based on truth, but based on lies. So I felt... Um, I was deceived and I confronted them about it, but they told me like, Hey, you know, assuming she told you upfront who they were or what the Bible study was about, would I have, you know, believed in their study? Right. And my answer was no, but they're like, but now you're understanding the word. Right. So, um, students, we have a thankful and grateful heart towards the people that bring us um, into the study. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Um, So um, that was just one big sign, kind of how I say, what is that word when they kind of twist it to kind of make you feel guilty? Uh, Gaslighting? Yes. I was being, yeah, Um, I was being gaslighted. Yeah. It's interesting. I have... um, Steve Hassan's uh, bite model, uh, mm-hmm. and and for those who aren't familiar with with him, he's a former uh, cult uh, member. The Mooney cult was the one he was involved in, but he's since come out and over the past decades has become a one of the you know cult experts in the world, and and he's developed a model. Uh, with with specific points where you can kind of identify uh, between high demand, high control groups that are, you know, more cult like and their tendencies between that and more healthy, you know, religious structures. And, and so it's just interesting because right before you, you mentioned, uh, just a few minutes ago about the, the buddy system, I have, I have the bite model pulled up and I had just seen, uh, that one of the, one of the things, one of the defining 
points to look for uh, to identify a high demand, high control cult group is one of the things that they will do is encourage spying on other members and they will, you know, typically will impose some kind of a buddy system to monitor and control a member. They will report on deviant thoughts, feelings, and actions to leadership. And so that's important to understand that the reason they implement buddy systems or spy systems is because like, like in your instance, uh, for example, that person who was assigned to you, they want that person to pick up on any deviant thoughts you're having. In other words, any, any doubts, any things you're, you're feeling toward the group, uh, negative thoughts, uh, things that might, uh, uh, you know, grow and, and, and turn into you ultimately leaving the group. They want to pick up on those things early on so they can know what they need to do, how they need to specifically, you know, manipulate and lie and deceive you to keep you in. And so they'll implement, yeah, that, that buddy system. And so it says that they will ensure that individual behavior is, is monitored by the group. Um, and so just something worth pointing out that this is, this is, you know, that is the, uh, uh, one of his very clearly laid out points that is an identifier of, you know, deceptive, uh, cult groups. And, and you're pretty clearly saying that this is definitely something that you experienced. Yes. Yes. And, um, I remember the next day in class, they talked about it. I mean, they didn't directly call my name in class, but they're like talking about, you know, we should be, um, thankful for those who bring us into this study. You know, that they went through a lot, you know, trying to evangelize to us. Um, so um, what else? I'm still trying to think. So I got, uh, I found out that that was, I actually found out the name of what was happening after graduating. I mean, after doing my research on Xing Chinji, um, that people had similar experience. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So that's what happened um, at that yeah. time. Yeah. But, so, mm -hmm. so I, I guess I'm curious, like, did you, um, did you find, you know, in getting into this, you were doing so thinking you were in a, a pursuit of knowing God in a deeper way. I, I would yes. imagine like you were, you were going to this Bible study thinking, Oh, look, I can, I can grow in my faith. Um, I can learn things I didn't know before. These people know the Bible, uh, and they're young and that was attractive to you. Um, but, I think that anybody who's who's has that longing inside to know God more, what they're wanting to find a, a deeper purpose in life, they're wanting to connect with God and in that find uh, a, a sense of you know peace, um, hope, you know joy, which all these things that that the gospel that the New Testament promises for those who who do find God. Um, so I'm just curious, like what. What peace or assurance did this uh, or did this not give you? Did you find that the doctrines, the version of the gospel, uh, that being a member of this organization, did you find that it gave you peace uh, and, and the things that probably, again, that you went in wanting to, to find, wanting to discover in terms of a deeper knowledge and relationship with God, do you feel like this group was able to give you that? So, um, in terms of relationship, not really, but in terms of knowledge, um, 
I thought, you know, I was growing in understanding God's word um, because of how they broke down the parables and how they broke down the lesson. And also like a sense of purpose because I was in the midst of people who, um, who like come together and they're serving God like in unity. So that drew me in. Like that was one of the things that drew me in because I've never been in a church where people are like studying the word together. They're trying to meditate on the word every day. They're meeting, uh, and um, uh, and every day, um, how do I say, it? well, kind of like a unity in the church. Just to summarize mm-hmm. what I'm saying, a unity in church, and that's what I was looking for. At least for me, that is the type of environment that I like, um, or. Yeah, that's the type of environment or church that I like where people are going hard for God. Um, and I didn't really see that. And um, I just thought, okay, this is the place, you know. And just it, right. similar to my dream that I had, everyone was going all in for a God, but it wasn't. it's not actually the true God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So what, what was their, I guess like their version of the gospel. So, you know, all these groups are, are promising that if you come to them, uh, you will find salvation and only by, by doing the, uh, the things that they tell you to do and following the guidelines that they give to you, can you be saved? And so what, you know, as an SCJ member, if I was to say, how, how do you get saved? How do you, how do you how do you know that you're in a like right relationship with God? What 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 must I do? You know, in John six, the the Jews came to Jesus and and said, you know, what what must we do to be doing the works of God? And so that's kind of this uh, another question that many people coming into this are wanting to know that. And so what's the answer to that question that the uh, Shinchanji would give? So is to to know the place of truth where the word isn't being added or subtracted to, right? Um, that there is a man or a person who God is giving the word of revelation, the fulfillment of revelation, uh, which we need to know at this time in order to be saved. So if we do not if we if we're not obedient to God and believing in Lim and He right then we would also be destroyed and um yeah and just to like add to that there was one point that i had a feeling that i didn't believe in lima he as i would with jesus um you know how you believe in jesus and you follow like you have faith in jesus but i didn't have that same faith with lima he so that was one of the signs also that was a red mm-hmm. flag for me so with groups like the World Missions World Mission Society Church of God, they emphasize things like keeping Sabbath every Saturday, uh, Passover, you know, keeping oh. all the feasts, tithing, um, and then also things like going out and preaching and getting other people in the church. All these are just some of the requirements that based ultimately, though they might not always explicitly say it up front, um, you know, whether implicit or explicit what's communicated is that doing these things is ultimately what will achieve your salvation and so salvation is kind of always held out like this dangling uh reward clear out ahead of you and you're always trying to do the next thing to to reach it 
And so are there are there similar things like that in Shinchanji that like specific things that you're required to do that you in the back of your mind, you know, members would think if I don't do X, Y and Z, I can't be saved. And so then you you're having to continually practice different things in order to kind of try to to get hold of that dangling uh, carrot that is, uh, uh, you know, supposed salvation. Okay, um, I think, I think so, um, I think one of the things is just, um, kind of knowing the fulfillment of Revelation, um, the second one is bringing in fruits, so at the time of graduation, they said, like, in order to, I mean, before we graduated, in order to be registered in the main headquarters, right, we need to attend the service every Sunday without missing a day. And even if we do maybe once or twice, um, we need to bring in at least three more people in order to be registered in the headquarters. And um, yeah, just sealing and bringing in fruits. At least that's what I would say. Of course they had other traditions mm -hmm. like wearing the yeah. white clothes, black pants, um, and just, other like bowing head but i don't think that was mm -hmm. like, a requirement for being saved but mostly yeah. healing and bringing in fruits basically evangelizing to people okay so what was the what's the significance then of having your name in the written in the the headquarters um what is it is that like equivalent in some way to like the book of life yes 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 it is to okay. the book of life so yeah that's that's what i was trying to yeah that's what i was about to get to so it, it's equivalent to the book of life so mm -hmm. in my head right i thought you know this is the end i'm part of it but hearing that requirement i thought to myself wait a minute so i have to do this other things in order to be saved and for my name to be written in the book of life and if you think about it and i would like to speak to xing chenji member you know who may watch this that Li man he and xing chenji doesn't have the authority to write anyone's name in the book of life the only the only person that has the authority is god the book of life is in heaven and it's not on earth so for them to say your name is written in the book of life, they have the power to erase your name. Um, they actually showed a movie of you know people's name getting erased because they didn't follow Lee Man He. Um, really? Yeah, that is not the truth. Um, the book of life is in heaven. God is the one writing your name in the book of life, and the only person you need to believe in is in is in Jesus. But yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so what then, uh, what were some of the red flags? What were some of the things that you saw uh, that made you start to think, you know, maybe, maybe I need to get out of here? Okay, so I think this was like an add-on for me. So like, for example, my sisters, my family members discouraging me to, um, um, warning me about the study um, but I still kept on in the study because they said they, um, because they kind of like um, train people's mind to think that anyone stopping them is a cult. Um, the lady, um, the leaf buddy who like sent a picture of our screenshot being spied on. 
um, that was one red flag for me that I didn't uh, I, w- I didn't observe or like I wasn't uh, cognizant of. Um, being secretive about the gospel, you know, we're supposed to be the light of the world, so we're supposed to share the truth, right? So being secretive about the good news that is a red that was a red flag. Um, encouraging lies, um, Jesus doesn't encourage us to lie. Um, feeling like a different person, that was like a big thing for me. And just to go mm. deep into that, so at one point in Xinjiangji, I felt like I wasn't myself anymore. You know, I felt different. I felt like someone else was living my life, right? And at one point I was like, you know, I would just accept this, you know, but, you know, um, I felt like I wasn't the same person as I was. And it wasn't like in a good way, you know, where Jesus comes into your life and saves you, but it was in a bad way, you know? And I remember talking to my friend about it, the girl that introduced me to the Bible study. She didn't really have an answer. And I knew that like when I was texting her, she was talking to her leader, right? So um, she wanted to get more information. I knew that that was what was happening. So I just decided to kind of digress and tell her that she shouldn't worry that I just think it's just like season change. You know, I'm probably a different person because I've matured, but it was actually a spiritual change. You know, I think they call it false identity. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of having this um, cult that you kind of develop a a cult identity. Uh, Yes. Yes. The the version of yourself that you, you become uh, based on the specific, cult structure that you're in yeah. and and the indo- the indoctrination that you've uh, received in there yes yeah so that was one um all i say like red flag so if you see that you're changing not in a yeah. good way but in a bad way where like you're the type of person that communicates with your friends and family members but all of a sudden you don't just because you joined a group so that is like one red flag if you see that you're changing in a negative way so what were some of, I mean, are there any other um, examples of how you changed, how you saw like negatively, you're talking about that the person you became changed and it wasn't, it wasn't a better change. So, um, you know, beyond you weren't communicating with your family like you, you used to, what, what are some of the other specific things that you were able to see in yourself that you didn't, you know, you didn't really like uh, what you were seeing? Um, I think that was one, like the family stuff and also like the love that I had wasn't sincere. It was mostly geared to bringing people into Xingqinji. So that was the only thing, but I just felt different. I felt like I was like, my soul was locked. You know, I was <laughs> spiritually, I was, um, imprisoned and yeah, yeah, but yeah. Most of it is more like they kind of teach you to show love. They teach you good stuff, but it's not like spiritually is not biblical or it's not good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of hard to discern. Yeah. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would you say like that you felt somewhat robotic, that you'd become some somewhat robotic in you and, and how you, uh, were functioning as a as a human being um 
and ro ro robotic in the sense that you know that that insincerity that you are sort of just functioning and behaving um, uh, in a way that you know you, in your giving of love you weren't actually sincerely you 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 know it's it's kind of maybe one way to think about it is you talk about that that fishbowl dream where mm -hmm. you know you you have all this junk going on in, internally but you know. You know, so you have the organization that functions that way, but then I think the organization, you know, creates uh, many versions of that in every individual member. Where on the outside, they they kind of make them look good, look well put together, but you know, that's kind of like the fishbowl that's just there to distract from what's really going on inside. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt like. Um, in that sense, yes, you know, I was being robotic, like, you know, the same thing, um, like having the same type of, like conforming us to act a certain way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and put up this like, um, fake personality, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah. 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 They kind of eliminate your own individuality and what what makes you you they 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 want to break members of that because it's it's kind of like what you would do in in the military is is you know form this cohesive group where everybody functions uh in a similar uh similar way and it, it all just comes back to that that element of control yes and if you even ask any questions is like you're doubting um, I've forgotten what word, but there's one parables that they use to like explain um, like your doubts, um, but like you're doubting, you're not believing in God, you know, that is of the devil, you asking questions, even though they'll answer your questions, but um, basically that. Yeah. 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 So then what, what were the, I guess, what other red flags were there and, and what, what were the things that, you know, what, what was that moment then that that you said okay i'm i'm gonna be done with this um i think towards the end like i guess like finding out about shinchini because they told us not to look online but of course <laughs> i had to look online um mm -hmm. and i found i wasn't even looking online to find bad, bad, bad things but i found out that they had a website they had a church so i brought it up to my leader and my leader was like, hey, are you supposed to be looking online? I was like, no, but you guys are online. So why, why, why are you acting like, I didn't say it that why is she acting, but she was acting like she didn't know anything about their YouTube channel or their website. Um, so that was one point that, you know, I, I meditated on in my heart. Then also when we went to evangelize, relying that we were in one million together, that was the name of the front group. But instead we're part of Xingqingji. So when we would evangelize, when we would evangelize, we wouldn't tell people we're from Xingqingji, but we're from one million together. So, you know, I thought, okay, that is off, you know, and, um, then also, I think I just decided to do my research, you know, that night I was like, okay, let me research and find out about this group. So I 
I ran into Reddit and I heard people, I read people's experiences and saw how similar it was to mine. Can you hear me? Because the bathroom is next door. So yes, yes, I can hear you just fine. Oh, okay. So, um, through that, like reading other people's experiences, then watching videos, testimony videos. One of your mm-hmm. videos I, I was also about Xing Qingji. I watched that and I was like, wow, it's so similar to my experience. Um, so that just woke me up and my teacher already left the, uh, my first teacher left the, um, left Xing Qingji. So I, you know, I texted the teacher and asked him like, Hey, is this actually the truth? Like, are these people false? And, the person said yes i was like oh wow so i'm in a cult (laughs) you know um i just yeah and after that i just couldn't stay there any anymore like i couldn't even spend a day another week in the in Mm -hmm. shinjinji so what what was that experience like emotionally and mentally because that you know you you'd been in there i know others have you know, unfortunately end up being in there longer. Uh, but still that's something that you invested your life into and, and that community there became your, you know, again, the, the terrible thing about what these groups do is they cut you off from all the other relationships in your life in many ways. So that now they are your, your family yeah. in a sense, <laughs> um, which, which again, that's, that's, that's what they want to do as just another motivator not to leave them. Uh, but what was that experience like emotionally and mentally when you kind of had that realization? Uh, can you talk about that some? Yes. And, you know, just uh, to add to what you said before, you know, I talk about it is, you know, at one point I got to, um, I started to think that they're my family because my other, my actual family were persecuting me. So I didn't feel like I had parents or family members with me. So I took them as my new brothers and sisters and new family in Christ. Um, but coming out of it, I felt really angry, you know, at the person that introduced me to this Bible study and, you know, the people there because they lied to me. You know what I mean? Um, they took me away from, how I say it, I actually had a, a solid place where I could grow. But because, you know, I wanted more instead of seeking God, you know, I was seeking to find other places. Um, so I was just angry at the fact that he introduced me to this place, you know. Um, again, I took... Like, for example, I'm a shy person, okay? And it took a lot of effort in order to go to, like, other communities outside of SJJ before SJJ and to kind of start building, like, how I say, friendship. So I was taken away from that. And also just, like, being deceived. I felt angry. I also felt confused about who God was. Um, it got to one point that I was like, okay, maybe I should try other religions and see if, you know, maybe there's a truth there. But, you know, God worked miraculously that, you know, I didn't have to go find other religions. Like, I didn't go to other religions to find God. Um, I saw God move coming out of Shinchindu. And um, I had to take a break from like going to church for a couple of months 
because Shinichi's teaching was all ingrained in my mind. So it was kind of right. hard to accept other people's teaching or to sit down and listen to sermons because I remember what Shinichi said about lies and truth, other people teaching lies and truth. So I didn't trust, I couldn't trust like other people outside, like pastors outside of Shinichi. So um, during those moments, I decided to seek God for myself, you know, to read the Bible for myself. And um, God has helped me to understand his word. And um, just to add, um, the time that I was really angry, you know, and I kind of felt like I betrayed the Holy Spirit because I had to deny the Holy Spirit because they didn't believe in that. Um, God, like, I want to say it in a vision, showed me, like, when I was in prayer at that time, like, during the first few days, he showed me that, you know, I shouldn't be angry at these people because Satan is deceiving them and they're also deceiving other people. And they think they're serving a true God, but they aren't actually serving God. And when he comes, they wouldn't be able to, you know, um, sadly have internal life. Um, but, you know, God help me to forgive those, um, forgive them. But yeah, hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, for sure. So kind of a mixture of emotions, it sounds like. Some anger, which is very justified, uh, confusion, and probably a bit of feeling disoriented uh, about spiritual things and, and just truth in general, um, which also completely makes sense. Um, and even that, that aspect of having to, you know, sounds like yours was a two-month break. Others, for others, they need longer than that, and some... Uh, who leave groups like this talk about having to just put their Bible in a box and put it put it in storage for a while and and the reason for that is as you were kind of talking about uh, when you you've been ingrained your mind with all these teachings so uh, strictly for for a period of time and then you you know you're, you attempt to read through the Bible and you come across anything that kind of um, you know, you have all these triggers, I guess, these yeah. things that just trigger you to kind of go back to, to that place and that way of thinking. And, and it's, yeah, it's a difficult thing that takes time uh, yes. to mm -hmm. heal from and recover from. And, and um, I do th th though think it's important to say that that can be healed. Uh, that can yeah. be, mm -hmm. um, you, you will heal from that. And then it, it is something that, uh, you know, time, away from it and out of it uh, will do a lot to help the intensity, I guess, of those emotions um, to lessen uh, more and more over time, where over time you won't be as, you know, uh, as you might be if you're, especially those of you who might be listening who are just now kind of getting out of this group, the intensity is going to be um, a lot. It's, it's going to be very heavy. It's going to be very... Um, uh, confusing. And that's something though, to just, just would hope to encourage you. And I'm, I'm sure you can, you can, um, verify this that over time, it does get easier. It will get easier. Yes. It won't always, you won't always feel like this, like, like yeah. you might now, if you're just freshly coming out. Yeah. 
Yes, and I just want to say, like, you know, if you need to seek counseling, you, you know, feel free to. Um, I know, you know, some people, like, who have spoken to me, um, they've sought counseling and also just reading people's stories online, you know, they sought counseling, and that is okay because, you know, being in a group like this is traumatic, you know what I mean? And, um, and also, while you're out, just, you know, being God too, you know, even though, you know, it feels like, oh my gosh, why did God put me in here, right? Or why did God, like, allow this to happen? You know, God, how I say it, God didn't, how I say it, not God allowed it to happen, but, you know, just think of, like, the, like, take the good out of the bad, you know? Um, for me, I, you know, learned that it's important for me to study the Word of God more, and not depend on other people and also being able to defend my faith and you know if like deception like this come i'm able to talk to them about it and hopefully point them to the truth and also just like living right for god um but i'll just say that you know in your confusion you know still being god's presence you know god understand what you're going through um he understands your feeling at that moment um he understands that you've been betrayed he understands you're angry but you know just seek god and never leave god's side and eventually um progressively as jordan mentioned you will be healed from it um yeah but yeah. yeah i think i always think of the uh the, the story of Joseph as as maybe one story that might uh, apply or might might have some things to say about this you know where Joseph was had had this desire to do things for God he had this this dream this vision of what he was supposed to be what he was supposed to accomplish um, and then he found himself betrayed by his brothers uh, they threw him into a pit and ended up selling him into slavery in Egypt and he ended up in prison wrongfully for things he didn't do for years and years. And, uh, obviously that, you know, a confusing, unfair situation where he, you know, one would rightly say, what, what in the world is happening? Why, why is this happening to me, God? And, and so I think that story is, is there at least in, in part to, to help us have some hope and some comfort when we find ourselves in similar circumstances where, you know, the, the people, vast majority of people who, who come into these groups aren't doing so with, uh, you know, this intentional, I just want to reject the true Jesus and I, I just want to embrace something false. You know, they're not yeah. going into these things with evil motives, with evil intentions. They're doing so from a sincere place of wanting to grow in, in, in their faith. And so there is this element of where it is unfair what has happened to those of you who have gotten into this group. And now you've found out, oh, wait, this was a lie that I gave a year to two years, five years, 10 years. Um, It was a lie. And but the thing that, you know, kind of tore at the end of, of that story of Joseph, um, there's a, a, a verse where it talks about how, you know, what. Uh, Joseph says to his brothers uh, who betrayed him, but it turned out that Joseph, all his terrible circumstances ultimately led him to becoming the king of Egypt, that these bad circumstances, God actually worked in them um, 
to ultimately put Joseph in a position where he was, you know, I think the second uh, highest power in yeah. Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And that gave him, you know, then, then there came a time when a famine came over the land and Joseph was now in this position to, to, you know, have the wisdom to, uh, to do what needed to be done in that famine to provide for people. Um, and so Joseph told his brothers at the end of that story, you know, what, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And, and so I just think that there is, there is some application that, that, you know, um, you can take from that. I think, I think it's fair for you guys who have been through a, a situation like this. You can say, well, I do, don't understand. This was not fair. I was betrayed. Uh, and even some anger at God. Why would you let me do this? Uh, or why would you let me, um, you know, fall into a, a, a lie for, for all this time when I was really just wanting to find you. Um, but I think there is, a way that you know you can take a step of faith and say i'm i'm going to choose to believe that even though this was terrible and god god didn't like he didn't approve of what happened to you he didn't approve of the, all the individual choices that were made that caused your your harm but he is big enough to look at what choices were made and the the you know these circumstances that you find yourself in and to work them in your life to use them for something good, which all, you know, um, he's already doing in, in your life. I would say like you had something I, I wanted to mention earlier, but you have a YouTube channel, right? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we can link to that, but just, just to say that he's using even you in, in the, the difficult circumstances you've been through. Uh, now you've come out of it, but uh, he's able to use people like you to help others. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just kind of reaffirming what you're saying that that um, there is. I think there is a way to look at this, and as hard as 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 it is, and and I haven't been through something like this, and so you know, you might be hearing me and saying, well, who who is he to say these things to me? But I think you're saying the same that you can look at the good, take the good. And and I think you can um, not grow bitter and angry, but but take this bad thing that's happened to you and uh, and allow it to um, you know do things in your life that that will ultimately lead to uh, good things. Yeah. And so so by the way, before I forget, I did. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Because I wanted to make sure to oh, uh, to plug that. It's called Guarded Hearts in Christ. Guarded hearts in Christ. Okay. okay. Yes, and, 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 okay, great. And then I'll put the link in the, the description um, of the video. But yeah. Sorry, I kind of cut you off there a few times. So No, so I, I just also wanted to add to the story. Like when you were just telling that story, I feel like it really speaks well of like this situation of like being in this cult and coming out of it. And, you know, your experience will be able to save many people. And, you know, and also educate people who who aren't affected by it so that they can be warned when they come across situation like this you know being invited to this unknown bible study and find out they're in a cult so you're able to educate others and also save them from you know going to hell um so yeah just um I won't say just, but, you know, I just hope you're encouraged to just continue to move on 
in Christ and yeah. So how then did you work through the those things, the anger, the, you know, even looking to see if maybe, um, you know, other religions had answers um, and just the confusion about what was true. How did you get from there to where you are now? Um, so honestly, my story is different, but it was just only by the power of God. Um, again, as I mentioned, once God told me that, like, these people are being deceived by Satan themselves, um, I kind of had a soft heart towards them, you know. Um, I just miraculously didn't feel anger after God told me that. Um, but I just sought God, honestly, just to seek His Word and, you know, just seek God. Uh, that's how I was able to move on. And, you know, I prayed, I used scriptures to pray um, during that time, um, and I just got delivered. But yeah, so, but again, your story doesn't have to be mine. Yours is probably different. You know, God could lead you to, um, you know, finding healing through counseling. You know, everyone's story is different, how they mm -hmm. um, heal from a, a pain. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, are there any other of the, the the specific doctrines that you would like to to mention? Um, I believe we've covered that. Like you know, salvation in Shinchinji, we mentioned that earlier. Like um, that's one of the false teachings they had, and you don't have to go there. The only person you need to go to is Jesus. Okay. And um, your name being written in the book of life, they don't have any authority and no man has any authority to write your name in the book of life except God. Um, and just understanding the whole, the fulfillment of revelation. Um, you do not need to understand the fulfillment of revelation to be saved. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you need to be saved in to, um, you need to be saved by understanding the fulfillment of revelation. Um, it does say that if you add or subtract to Revelation, you know, there's right. repercussions for that, right? But it doesn't say that you need to interpret Revelation or understand Revelation to be saved, although it is good. That's what I'll say. It's, it is good to, like, understand what Revelation is all about, but that is not a requirement as Christians to be saved. Um, so, yeah, that is all the false teachings I Okay. Just with more research and more studies, I'll be able to find more and probably talk about it on my channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. So definitely make sure to um, check out the channel, which again we will link to in the the description of the video below. But um, yeah. usually, what I do to to end these is just ask if uh, you know if you have any f first if you have anything else you want to make sure is is said in this uh, particular interview. Um, and and then the the second thing would just be if you have if you have any you know I guess words of encouragement what would you say to those who are you know really at any point on this timeline of before joining there maybe they've just been introduced to some of these Bible studies and they're just kind of starting to move in that direction or maybe they're they're dead set they're they're a member and they believe confidently this is true. Um, or, or they just discover that it's not true, and and they're they're wanting to get out. Um, I guess 
to one of those groups specifically or to all of them if you have any you know kind of final things you might want to say uh, as a way of encouragement or or advice um I guess there are two things. The first thing that I'd like to say, um, again, just to speak on, like, you may be thinking, like, oh, how could God allow this stuff? Um, I just wanted to let you know that I would like to tell you that, you know, God has been showing you signs. You know, if you really sit down and think about all the, like, concerns or um, concerning thoughts you had or like some things or actions that they did that was weird, that those were signs that God was revealing to you that this place is false. And, you know, I'll just say that, you know, as you're coming out of Xingxinji, um, just, you know, seek God, read your word. You know, the Bible says that if we seek him with all our hearts, we will find him. And it's true. You will find God when you seek him with all your hearts. You know, spend time reading your word. Um, the Holy Spirit will reveal who God is to you. And um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for sharing your story and um and advice and just being another voice out there that people can listen to and and know that there's somebody else out there who has been through what they've been through who understands um because that in itself is i think profoundly helpful to so many people and, and then thank you for the the work you're doing on your own youtube channel because uh we really need the more people out there speaking against this and speaking out, sharing your stories, um, talking about your experiences, um, sharing about what things you see as very concerning about about these these kind of groups. Uh, the more people out there doing that, the less people are going to get you know sucked into them and then harmed uh, by them. So um, you know if you if anybody out there is um, you know has a story to tell. Um, I would encourage you to do, um, you know, the same thing. And, you know, if you want to start your own YouTube channel, do that. If you if you're interested in, in possibly doing an interview on this channel, you can, um, you know, you can find contact info in the description. Uh, the email that you could reach is contact at greatlightstudios.com. And so, yeah, we, we will continue to put out more interviews like this, of course. And so um, if this is stuff that you're, you're interested in, um, you know, make sure to subscribe both to this channel um, and, and all the other ones out there that are producing content uh, like this. That just is a, it's just one little way that everybody can kind of help get the word out um, and hopefully help other people, uh, you know, prevent them from joining, help them get out. Uh, and, and hopefully find uh, the healing that, that they all need. So um, thank you again for telling your story. Again, and, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jordan, for having me. And, you know, again, as Jordan mentioned, do share your testimony. It's going to save a life. Mm -hmm. um, I remembered, I actually try to calculate how many people are being deceived by cults like this. And it's like almost about uh, 30 million and I didn't even count, I counted mostly main cults. Um, but just imagine all this other small cults. God knows how many people are being lost. Right. So, you know, thank you, Jordan, for the work that you're doing. Um, you're definitely saving a soul or many, in fact, many souls. 
um, that are being led astray. And guys, subscribe to his channel, okay? <laughs> um, Thank you. Him Thank and you. also like his videos so that we can it, the algorithm can push his content out there and people are aware and educated about things like this. And, you know, if you want to contact me if you need somebody to talk to like a friend to talk to you know you feel free to reach out to me as well guardedheartsinchrist at gmail.com and you know we can set something up in chat you know just for someone to hear your story um i'm available yeah and i will i'll, I'll put your email in the um the description of the video as well so if anybody wants to reach out and talk to you uh personally then then they will be able to do that Thank you for listening to the Great Light Studios podcast. If you are blessed by the resources produced through Great Light Studios and want to help support me in continuing to do all this, then you can find information about how to in the show notes of this episode. And also, would you consider leaving a five-star review on this podcast? Positive reviews go a long way in helping to get this content pushed out to more people.